6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. I have a province-wide conversation today, and just a reminder to keep it clean and not mean. I would appreciate that. So that convoy of truckers and others opposed to public health restrictions continues to head to Parliament Hill for a weekend, uh, what they're calling Freedom Rally against mandatory vaccinations for drivers crossing the Canada-U.S. border. Organizers uh, now have a demand to the Governor General and the Senate. Take a listen. Here's Laura Osman. Unity is organizing the movement. A memorandum of understanding posted on its website says the coalition is opposed to restrictions and mandates related to COVID-19, rules it deems are unconstitutional, discriminatory and segregating. The memorandum's goal, it says, is to form a committee with the Senate and the Governor-General in order to reverse pandemic-related restrictions and penalties. This, the group falsely believes, would work to override all levels of government and compel them to carry out its demands. Laura Osmond, the Canadian Press, Ottawa. So the convoy making its way through uh, Winnipeg into uh, northern, northwestern, northern Ontario now. Mike Millian is the president and CEO of the Private Motor Truck Council of Canada, which represents about 200 companies with trucking fleets across the country. Mike, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Thanks for having me. All right, Mike. Uh, you're curious. You've been doing a lot of interviews on this over the past number of days, haven't you? <laughs> for the last couple of weeks, yeah. We started doing... Uh, quite a few interviews on it before the border vaccine mandate came in for Canada and then the U.S., uh, Canada on the 15th and the U.S. on the 22nd. And, and I'd say the last couple of days, it, it's kind of turned more away from that, more into uh, more into our thoughts on this convoy. Yeah, so you know what, first off, going back to the, the, the vaccine, the mandates that came in uh, from, from Canada and, and the U.S., I, at that at that point, um, was were there uh, what were your concerns at that point about the, the the potential impact it could have? Yeah, so I mean, first of all, the Canadian government didn't announce this until the 19th of November mm-hmm. uh, that the border vaccine mandate was going to come into effect, and people only had to the 15th of January to comply with it. Uh, so the first thing we pushed governments for was a delay. I mean, we didn't want to see the mandate come into effect. Period. Uh, but if it was going to come in, they needed to provide truckers more time who may have decided to get vaccinated to keep their job. Eight weeks uh, isn't enough. It, it takes you six weeks to be considered fully vaccinated from your first shot to the 28 days to your second shot to then the 14 days you have to wait after that. Mm. Truck drivers are on the road uh, quite a bit, a week or two at a time. And I think we all know in December, uh, there was some places in this country, if you booked appointment in December, you couldn't get in until February. Um, so the timeline provided simply wasn't enough. So that was our first concern. Um, our other concern was, I, I really don't know where government is getting their numbers that 90%, over 90% of drivers are vaccinated and that the vaccination rate is higher than the general public. Uh, I'd love to see the stats instead of just the percentage being thrown in. You, you, did a, you did a survey of your members, and that number came back at, what, about 75%? Exactly. We did one in the end of November that showed a vaccination rate of 67%, and then we did another one again from the 17th to the 19th of January. Uh, 70 trucking companies replied to it, representing 13,600 drivers, and the vaccination rate was 74.93, which means we're... Now, you know, that's... Yeah. That's a bit over 10% of the cross-border trucking population, which is 120,000. So there'll be a margin of error here and there, but, uh, you know, I, I 80% maybe, but we're, we're definitely... 
Mike Millian is the president and CEO of the Private Motor Truck Council of, of Canada. So, you know what, uh, Mike, I, I have to ask you, you know, where, where's your head at uh, with with this convoy and, and, and what you're seeing? Does your organization support uh, what's happening? Yes, I mean, let me be clear, first of all. Our, our organization is in favour of vaccines. We're in, we're in favour of people getting vaccinated. We encourage our members to get vaccinated. We were not in favour of the border vaccine mandate, and, and we are not in favour of the proposed federal vaccine mandate that is supposed to come into effect in early 2022. So we'll start off by saying that. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the convoy goes, you know, I, I said at the start of this thing that people have the right to peacefully protest, but they need to be polite, they need to be respectful, uh, follow the rules of the road, make sure we're keeping people safe out on the highway and not interfering with uh, with people safe out of safety out on the roadways. Um, and, you know, i, I got to say the last two or three days, the rhetoric that I'm hearing on social media and other channels coming from some of the people that are involved in this convoy uh, is a little concerning. And then we're definitely not in, in favor of, of some of the language we're, we're hearing coming out of that. This, this convoy seems to have, it's not about a, a vaccine border vaccine mandate anymore or a federal mandate anymore. It seems to be about airing a whole bunch of other grievances well, to it, do with, with COVID in general. Yeah, and you know what, Mike, I, I received a text just a short time ago from a, a trucker who says, you know what, Jay, I'm, a, I'm 40 years in the industry and I'm fully vaccinated. I'm watching what I thought was a well-intentioned movement, uh, however misguided, being hijacked and turned political. That's what they're fearful of, is that it's been um, turned political by some on the fringe not involved in the industry. These people claim to speak for the convoy leaders, attempting to shift the narrative to suit them. Um, you know, I, and I wonder if you know how valid that concern is it sounds like that's on your mind as well for sure it is i i, I don't believe i, I the, there's vaccinated truckers that support this as well in mm-hmm. my opinion this shouldn't you know the, the people that are supporting um not having a border man vaccine mandate for um truck drivers which are isolated as a rule and are critical to our supply chain yeah but yeah, the, the stuff that is coming out of it now doesn't seem to be about that. And I do believe there's some well, in, uh, quite a few well-intentioned protesters in there that yep. maybe have got involved in a movement that has turned into something they were not expecting it to become. It's all become very polarizing, hasn't it? Yeah, and you know the rhetoric that we're hearing lately. Like I've, I've heard people that are that are part of organizing this thing talk about communism and uh, comparing our government leaders to. Uh, to Nazis, like, you can't get into that kind of talk. You, you can't talk about stuff like that um, and, and try to compare our democratic government to that. There's ways to protest. There's ways to speak out about what you don't believe in. But when you start going on messages like that, you're going to lose the support of the vast majority of the general public, and I, th- I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt the cause if, if the message doesn't get get back on track track and we don't keep this respectful and, and polite mike million again the president ceo of the private motor truck council of canada so what do you think the end game is here mike uh, i mean the convoy arrives the plan to arrive in in ottawa on on the weekend uh what happens and in, in, in will anything change do you believe what's the way out of it you know i don't believe anything's going to change in the border mandate i mean we have to keep two things in mind uh, if Canada changes and the 
talk about an exemption or an extension, um, you know, pulling back on this and get, providing an extension. Um, I'm doubtful that's going to occur. What, what I think our focus needs to be now is trying to convince the government not to put in a domestic federal mandate um, because, like I said, we're removing, we remove roughly 24,000 Canadian truck drivers yeah. from the supply chain, which is going to is going to drive up inflation in our grocery stores even more. Um, and some of these drivers, however, have gone into the domestic supply chain. I've heard from trucking companies who have had uh, more applications than they've seen in a long time for Canadian-only jobs. And these will be the ones that can no longer work cross-border. So it's helping in the domestic movement for a bit. But if the government puts in a domestic supply chain mm -hmm. mandate, we have 315,000 total truck drivers that work in this country, um, and we're going to see an even an even bigger shortage in, shortage in the domestic roads if, if we move forward with another mandate. Well, Mike, we'll continue to watch this. Want to thank you for making time for joining me this afternoon. I know it's been a busy it's been a busy time for you, and I, I appreciate you sharing your thoughts on this. Thanks. No problem. Thanks for having me. Have Take a good care. Evening. Yeah, Mike Millian joining me this afternoon, the president of the Private Motor Truck Council of Canada. Again, it's a council that represents about 200 companies with trucking fleets right across the country. Some um, really great points there, some concern as well.